0: Welcome into the Train with the Best Podcast. I'm
1: Craig Hoffman, <laughs> Chris Gorges.
0: Uh, I'm a performance coach, media personality, and I've been doing that silly intro for seven years, Chris. That's
1: right. And I'm a fitness professional, master trainer, international presenter for the last 16 years. And you've Almost been listening 17. to that intro That's right. for seven years. That was a that was a, a good one. That I was really... a good one. That that throws us back to the 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 old days of like sitting in the car welcome in that
0: was yeah my voice didn't have a little crack there which is just (laughs) fantastic all right uh suboptimal you might say that's a pivot that's a that's professional transition into what we're talking about today uh which is training for suboptimal circumstances and we're going to kind of split this into two parts we'll talk about athletic settings first and then kind of general population everyday life uh because chris i don't know if you've ever ever had to deal with this in life but sometimes life deals you suboptimal circumstances, whether you're on a playing field or not.
1: That's right. I I actually like to call this the airbags of the industry, right? Like you don't (laughs) want to use the airbags, but if you need the airbags, they're there for you. You know what I mean? I like, so yeah, uh, we'll call it the airbags.
0: Yeah. The airbags episode, uh, which (laughs) probably isn't going to actually be the episode title because you need the explanation, but you know, that's now. now if you're listening, you know what it is. All right. So what do we mean? Um, there is obviously an optimal way to do everything. Uh, The reality of sport, the reality of life is sometimes circumstances say you have to do things a little bit differently. So I know you've been talking about this with your staff at Onyx recently, uh, especially in the performance training world. What are some of the examples of things that you would probably be training in an optimal situation, how you move in the optimal or the suboptimal, if you will, but also how perhaps a sport specific coach and how their coaching and technique might affect which one is which.
1: Yeah, you know, for let's let's first define kind of a couple of different things. So in sport, you have closed skills and you have open skills, right? A closed skill would be a baseball pitcher, a tennis serve, um, you know, things like that, where nothing is really going to bother you from your mechanics in in being able to perform a, a pitch or a volleyball serve, right? Um, but if you're receiving the serve from a tennis player or you're receiving a volleyball or you're fielding a grounder in, on the infield, that's an open skill, meaning a lot of different things can happen. You might move forward, sideways, this and that, right? So when we're talking about open skills in a competition, you have to be ready for everything. And it's our job as strength and conditioning coaches who are trying to get our athletes more athletic and to be more athletic that they're prepared for everything. Are are, are they ready to move forward? Are they ready to move Laterally, are they ready to jump? Are they ready to dive? Right, that is a a very open skill that you need to be ready for everything. So, we train literally for everything. Can you do a shuffle step? Can you do a crossover step? Can you uh, dive a certain way? All those things. And the the crossover step is the big one that that we get into, especially when that moves over into skills training from specific coaches, whether it be a volleyball skills coach, a tennis skills coach, uh, a basketball coach. These are all steps that traditionally you're taught not to cross step because you don't want to trip over yourself. You don't want to overcommit to a direction and then have to stop and change directions. Right. So these are things that have been avoided in the past. And recently, we just know that you, you have to be able to execute a good crossover step. And um, it, it might not be something that you teach or prefer. I'd rather you shuffle to stay in front of somebody or shuffle to receive a ball. But if you have to move further, you're going to cover more ground in a crossover step than in a shuffle step, right? Right, right. And I think
0: that one thing that that I've actually had this conversation Tuesday with a client, um, Mm -hmm. or yeah, it was Tuesday, and we were talking about something, and I was like, the body does that because that's – what it do- actually you know what we're talking about inflammation we're talking about ice bags mm, i was talking about this go. yesterday yep. with someone right yep. and it's like oh yeah inflammation well we always thought it was bad so we had the rice method and like now we know that's right. very silly it could be because the inflammation <laughs> right. is actually the body's way of healing and sometimes when we study things we learn like oh the body is doing that because it's actually good for us even if it feels bad in the short term and we can mitigate it. obviously you take that to an extreme and like you don't use any medicine so like let's not go there but like within reason there are certain things that we should allow the body body to do and and movement certainly is one of those things your body in a desperate moment will find the most like efficient way to do something correct that's not always going to be the safest which is why you want to train optimal movement patterns but there's a reason that when you're getting beat as a defender in in basketball that you do that lunge crossover step to try to get back in, in place. Is it optimal? No, because as you said, you could trip over your own feet um, and sometimes your body gets in a little bit of a funky suboptimal angle that like a biomechanist would be like, ah, it's not perfect. And it's like, well, cool, but did you get back in front of the guy? Yeah, okay, well now get back on balance, get in your shuffle, get in your defensive stance and go. But there's a reason your body went to the crossover step, not the shuffle step. And so understanding that and actually training the crossover step to be something that is optimal, training yourself to crossover step back into being on balance, making that suboptimal, if you will, movement pattern, uh, actually efficient, safe, and effective seems like a smart way to train.
1: Right. Exactly. Like if, if, if sports always went the way that, you wanted it to go. Then every time that you had to run, you would get into a sprinter stance and like put your hand in the ground. But that's just not the case, right? Like when we teach speed, we know, hey, not only do you have to be able to accelerate forward, you have to be able to accelerate from a rolling start, you need to stop and change directions and accelerate, turn around, come out of a backpedal, come out of a shuffle, right? There are different t- terms of acceleration, not just can you put your hand in the ground and start the way you would do a 40-yard dash or a 100-meter dash, right? So we have to work on all those different angles of acceleration, right? So why wouldn't we teach an athlete how to shuffle step and how to crossover step? Why wouldn't we teach an athlete how to push out and also take a plyo step, Sp- specifically referring to something like a like a baseball player on a steel break, do they actually lift that right foot up and put it down real quick to give them some momentum and, and create that acceleration? Or do they just power out of that? Um, another example would be a d- defensive back in football. When they're backpedaling and then they're coming back downhill, a linebacker does the same thing. Do they chop step or do they t step? Right? So these are all things like your coach can decide whether or not they like this technique or that technique. But as a strength and conditioning coach, as somebody who wants to get you generally more athletic and be prepared for everything... I'm going to teach you both. And then it's up to you to decide how you're going to do this. Because like we always joke on this on this show, you know, n- nobody has ever had a touchdown, a touchdown called back or an interception called back because, oh, nope, when you broke on that ball, you did a chop step and not a T-step, right? right. So the interception doesn't count. That just doesn't happen in sports. So again, th- this is why I refer to it as the airbags because, yeah, we prefer not to use these techniques. But in the case that you have to use it, are you going to look silly out there because you've never done this before and your coach tells you to never do this thing so you stay away from it so much that when you do have to do it, you're off balance, you're tripping over yourself, you're not athletic, or are you prepared to do it and still be able to perform?
0: Right. Like that chop step is such a great example because people slip on it all the time. All the time. If you've, if you've practiced it, it's can, it can be great. It can be pretty efficient. It can be done effectively. Um, would you rather the T-step? Sure. But... That them's the breaks sometimes. Correct. Uh,
1: the Super Bowl is a great example, right? The Super Bowl goes. We we have a terrible field that's just been painted yep. with all the logos and all the other stuff. So yeah, if you're one of those coaches like, oh, we don't teach the chop step because the T step is way better. It's a way better mechanic. Okay, yeah, true. You, you're probably right. But in this, in the rare instance that you're going to need to T step or chop step, can you do it, or are you going to slip over all, all over yourself? Because at the end of the day, everybody's playing on the same surface. Right, right. You, don't, you don't get to say, oh, well, the, the surface was bad and, and that really hurt us. Well, the other team was playing on the same surface too, right? So, right. yeah, you just got to prepare for everything.
0: And, well, if you're like a position coach or someone listening to this too, like, and you have – like if, if I was the Rams, and I have no idea what Jalen Ramsey's technique is like. I've never studied it. I just know his results are fantastic. But if I was <laughs> right. the Rams DB coach, or I guess he just got traded again, the Dolphins DB coach. Right. And I'm a guy who teaches T-step. Uh, that's how I teach my DBs. And Jalen Ramsey's doing a chop step. I'm probably not making Jalen Ramsey change his technique. I'm like, you do, you, man. And, yeah. like, the ability to coach multiple things and work within an athlete's skill set to maximize their athleticism. Again, I would want to teach Jalen Ramsey the T-step to have in his bag, but on Sundays, I want him to go out and play. And even in practice, like, once we get into to drills uh, or like team drills, once I get out of individual, I want him to go out and play. But to have those different options in the bag, to have your body feel comfortable, to move in different ways. And like, you know, sometimes you can just say like, Hey, this is a, this is a movement drill. We're not trying to actually teach you anything. And really as a strength and conditioning coach, that's your lane. Anyway, um, you're not trying to, to teach DB skills or, you know, defensive shot or defensive skills. Like it's just like, Hey, we're, we're going to move. I'm trying to teach you how to be a better mover. And so, uh, you know, on our side of things, I wouldn't even worry about that. I would just say, Hey, we're trying to make you a well-rounded athlete, um, whether you use this or not, I just want you to have it in your bag. And that, that point, it should be a pretty easy sell to an athlete as opposed to being like, okay, well, just in case you ever need it, I have to teach you this very important thing.
1: Yeah. I mean, look, we're, we're trying to, again, like I said, we're, we're trying to create somebody who can do anything. Right, like we we're not trying to hone in on, on a specific skill. And, and in fact, like if we teach our athletes how to be more well rounded and and do uh, and, and explore different movements that they're not used to, it's probably also going to make them better at the things that they are good at already. Right. So you know, being able to teach athletes all of the different ways to to get in and out of a break, all of the different ways to accelerate, all of the different ways to play. Like you you mentioned, Jalen Ramsey. I happen to know. Rahim Morris, who was uh, right. one of the one of the guys who recruited me to go to Cornell, by the way, and then we ran into ran into each other again um, back in 2012. He was a defensive backs coach with the Redskins, and I remember him saying like Hey, if you're a high guy, play high. If you're a low guy, play low." Referring to the depth that you see quarterbacks play, like some of them like to play really low, hunched over. Some of them play a little bit high. He doesn't care. Just get to the po- get to the point where you can be an athlete. And where you're supposed to be, and then execute, and that's really what it's all about,
0: right? And our job is to make the athletes better athletes on the strength and conditioning side, right? Like I, I've, I've
1: also heard uh, Drew say this, right? Like Drew yeah. Hamlin is, is one of the best skills trainers in the NBA. Has trained multiple All Stars and and All NBA guys, and he say, look, I'm not trying to get you to shoot the perfect shot. I'm trying to get you to shoot your shot perfectly right? Mm. So he's worked with guys like Tyler Hero, Joel Embiid, but he's also worked with guys like Tyrese Halliburton. Have you seen Halliburton's shot? It is not, uh, not textbook. It is not textbook, but you know what? It works for him. So yeah. shoot your shot, right?
0: No doubt. All right. Uh, so that leaves, uh, of course, a very important question. What's the general population version of this? We'll tackle that after the break here on The Train with the Best podcast. The Trend with the Best podcast is brought to you by Momentus. And Chris, I remember when Momentus was just a company with three protein blends, and then right. that, was, that was it. Now, pretty much anything in the supplement game, you can get at LiveMomentus.com.
1: That's right. If you go to LiveMomentus.com right now, you might not even recognize some of these products. And for me, I'm definitely going to change my monthly subscription. I've been getting the Brain Drive. I've been getting the Elite Sleep. I've been getting the collagen, and it looks like... I need to up my game a little bit and take a look at some of these products like the alpha.
0: Yeah, no doubt. And what's great about Momentous' website, uh, which you can go to right now, livemomentous.com, is that they also have a lot of descriptions and information on best usage, best practices. It's not just like, hey, here's all this stuff. It's like, hey, are you looking for this? Well, then you should get that. So any supplementation needs you may have, they've got you covered. And it's, it's stuff that, like, look, if you, want, if you want the four-hour description on what Tangut Ali does, you go to the Huberman Lab podcast. They got you covered. That's, that's not us. But it might be something that you need. So go check it out. And here's what we do have for you. We have a discount. Livemomentous.com. Use TWTB at checkout for a special discount. TWTB is in Train With The Best at livemomentous.com. The Train With The Best podcast is brought to you by Jaku, And we've been partners with Jaku for basically a year now, Chris.
1: Can't believe how much the time has flown by And it's still just as spectacular as it was when we discovered it it's plain and simple good reliable timing on your speed drills on your multi-directional drills you know how many of us who are speed coaches just need a good accurate time out there to verify one the results that we're getting and two the trends that we're going in right so this is a great product for for anybody who is a speed trainer or anybody who works with athletes and now you're even able to track vertical jump, which is such a valuable tool when you're taking a look at somebody's program. So make sure you check out Joku and Craig. What's the code that they should be using? You go to Jocku.com slash discount
0: slash TWTB. You get a 20% discount on all Jocku products with so the muscle blasters and everything as well. But yeah, I mean, I used to always love coming down to Onyx, testing my vertical on the Vertec machine. Now, now I don't have, even have to do that. You don't need a, a big, giant, high ceiling to, to have a Vertec and be able to extend it up. You just put the Jocku on your wrist, set it up, There you go. It's all cell phone app based. So go to joku.com slash discount slash TWTB. Get 20% off the Jocku speed and all other Jocku products. The chairman of the best podcast is brought to you by blaze pod. And Chris, what's so great about blaze pod is you can use it in every part of the workout. You can use it to help warm up. You can use it in kind of your main parts of the workout. You can use it as a finisher. What's your go to recently with blaze pod?
1: Yeah, for me, what I love using BlazePod for is just keeping our athletes engaged. So, you know, you, you can get into the rut of the workout where you're doing time sets. So if you've got 30-second plank, a 30-second wall sit or whatever. But if you add BlazePods to that, now that 30 seconds doesn't seem like it's so long. And it keeps the clients a little bit more engaged, a little bit more motivated to perform well. And it's something that just adds a lot of fun to the session. No doubt. Uh, we could all use uh, a little attention for our inner child. And who doesn't love stuff that lights
0: up? And oh, by the way, it's an elite training tool. The best of all worlds. And of course, we got the hookup for you. Use the code TWTB at blazepod.com for 15% off your order. That's TWTB is in train with the best for 15% off at blazepod.com. Continuing on the trade with the best podcast. So, what is kind of the the airbags version of things when we're not talking about playing a sport? Uh, to me, Chris, the first thing that came to mind was unstable surface training, um, because the the amount of buffoonery that happens in that realm <laughs> is uh, the yes. size of the internet. Buffoonery,
1: uh, buffoonery is a is a good. I
0: mean, it's just people do stuff on Bosu's that absolutely makes no sense. And you're just like, cool, that's a circus trick. That's not an exercise. Why would you ever take the risk to have someone do that? That said, there is somewhere a just like we talked about with like Okay, we should let the body, uh, if we sprain an ankle, have a little bit of inflammation so that it heals itself and the rice method is outdated, but that doesn't mean you should never use medicine for anything and just let your body take its course, right? <laughs> like there's, there's a level of unstable surface training that is smart and, and probably beneficial uh, that can help balance. Um, so that's, that's one that came to mind. What are some other ones, or if you want to expand on that one, that come to mind for you of the airbags, if you will, of, of general population training?
1: Yeah, so I think like you know when you start out as a personal trainer and and you learn things like the overhead squat, right? Let's just use that as an example. If you're a NASM certified trainer, they go over the overhead squat and they analyze this and, and 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 for the right reasons, right? You want to see what are the red flags for somebody's injury risks. We shouldn't have a knee valgus. We shouldn't have a weight shift. We should always be perfectly in line when we're exercising. And yeah, that's probably where you'd want to start teach people how to squat with good form, right? But then you kind of also need to teach people the next step, which is when it's bad, can you fix it? Can you correct it? Can you put yourself in a safe position? Because, you know, we're not always going to be able to line ourselves up perfectly, set our feet, take a deep breath, engage our core and protect ourselves from injury. That's not right. real life, right? But specifically for somebody who enjoys backpacking and hiking like if you're somebody that wants to go do the shenandoah trails on the weekends I imagine there's going to be a few steps out there that are not going to be perfectly in line where you're where you're you know perfectly balanced and and your weight is symmetrical this and that so we've got to be able to identify those things and teach people that like hey get in and out of bad form right like if, if you can get into it and get out of it then we can control it now I know that hey th- this is this is real safety now not just being able to prevent, not just being able to perform a great squat when everything is set and, and perfectly laid out for you, but hey, can can you get out of a bad situation if your foot is crossed over, if you're leaning over in the wrong direction? How do you now engage your body to bring yourself back to a safe position? So those are the things that, that I think about, specifically things like drop lunges, crossover step ups. Um, Jefferson curls is another one that, that I've been doing a lot of recently. And that, you know what? It's helped a lot with my hamstring mobility in my back, just being able to extend in or flex into a position that um, would typically look like the wrong position, right? Like if you're doing a Jefferson curl and you don't know, really know what that is, you'd look at that and say, that's bad form, but it's really not. It's actually really good form. If you can control it and get in and out of it.
0: Right. Um, I actually have been doing a version of some of what you said for a while with people where I just add movements to the basics, right? So like, Mm -hmm. Instead of having someone do a squat just in place with a dumbbell or, you know, set of dumbbells, whatever, whether it's goblet, whether you're holding by your sides, whatever, I'll have you step laterally into a squat, Mm -hmm. right? I'll have you instead of doing a forward or reverse lunge, I'll have you step backwards at 45 degree angles and then get your body back in alignment and then do the lunge from there. And then you also have to push out of that back to a centered position that's now 135 degrees away. So like there's there's those types of things too as kind of I would say bridges to if you wanted to try to get crazy with something um a little bit more intense that are great ramps to those things just adding simple movements to the simple movements obviously makes them more complex um i've described certain things as math equations before where it's like okay one plus one got that that's two plus one is three plus one and eventually it's just like wait where are we in this equation and all you've done <laughs> is add add simple right. plus right. ones on top of it but you got to kind of keep track of the steps along the way and so I, I think that's a great um you know rather than like oh we're gonna have you ju- first of all never having to jump on a BOSU. just don't that's <laughs> uh, or when it's when it's uh topside down Right when the bubble side is down, yeah. don't jump. If you want to have yeah. people jump on 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 the bubble when it's sitting flat, sure. Um, but like, if, if, as opposed to having people do all this crazy, like off balance, asking for them to fall, and you have to think about when they fall, all that kind of stuff. Uh, have just add simple movements that are still relatively stable, but have moments of instability where there's actual movement and one foot comes off the ground for some period of time. You know, can you do a curtsy lunge to knee drive where you have to go into that unbalanced, awkward position, uh, or like, I mean, I guess it's kind of a grounded version of a crossover step up. And then you come up and, and hold like a nice, tall, single leg posture. So things like that where you, you have that mix of good position, bad position, I think is, is such a great way to describe it. And um, I probably just ran circles around your very good, simple description. But <laughs> point is like those are some examples of mixing the good positions and the bad positions um, and, and kind of being able to differentiate and navigate between the two.
1: And then, and then the last thing I would throw in there, and you, you kind of already talked about it is is the reactivity. I talked it.
0: about so much there, Chris, that answer was <laughs> that, that 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 soliloquy was far too long.
1: <laughs> the soliloquy: I don't think uh, it's actually a soliloquy. I just
0: talked too long and now I'm talking again. I'm going to shut up now.
1: <laughs> but the reactive nature of injury prevention, right mm-hmm. you're almost always going to have to react to something when you're trying to stop something, right whether it's stop unwanted movement or stop. Movement from going any further. It's reactive in nature, right? Almost all of our injuries aren't pre-programmed. Like, hey, when you step over here, you're going to have to engage your core and keep good posture because you might get injured over there. No, it's like it's happening now. Can I stop this momentum now? Can I stop myself from falling right now in this direction? Right. So, if you can add some sort of reactivity to your exercises, where Mm. they're not just dropping into a lunge, or you're not telling them what even what type of lunge they're dropping into. But you know, have them react to something. Then now we're we're creating that uh, connection between the brain and the body, right? Which is what we were talking about with athletes earlier, right? They're 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 going to be they're going to end up in different positions depending on how they're reacting to whatever stimulus that they're um, trying to react to, right? So if we can do that with our general population whether it be some sort of soft med ball toss or reacting to a direction that you're pointing to or the sound of your voice or blaze pods or blaze pods there you go so you know those are rewind for the code (laughs) those are all great ways to again when we talk about the airbags right When 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 we need it is it there do we do we know how to engage our cord engage our muscles right um, the big one, another big one in, in the athlete world and even in the the uh, general population world is concussion stuff, right? Like, do you know mm-hmm. how to engage your neck? So if you are falling and you're falling backwards, can you quickly engage those neck muscles so that you don't have that quick snap back and hit the, hit the, the back of your head on the ground when you do fall? Can you keep mm-hmm. your chin tucked in and, you, and, and engage with your neck? You know, those are all little things that you don't think about until, oh, shit, I needed this. Right, right. No, totally.
0: Um, and it's something that you know. I, I think it's important to to kind of to to close this loop of we want to add the unpredictability, but in the controlled setting of training, right? Right. And that's that's where it becomes safe. Versus when you're out there wild and in the real world, like you don't have control. <laughs> it's a completely uncontrolled environment. The idea is you co- recreate a safer version of that with some safeguards in place in a controlled setting and then it's close enough to the real thing that you know should you get bumped and you know like have one foot fall off the curb that you can catch yourself and stabilize yourself or you have to to hustle around someone on a on a metro escalator or whatever it you know it is that's not completely normal in the sagittal plane that you're actually ready for the demands of of everyday life, um, falling, going up, going laterally, whatever it may be uh for more uh ideas on this i'm sure chris will be posting some exercises on instagram at trainer gores uh that would actually be a good little blaze pods reel maybe we should we should get yeah, together should. On, on one of those uh again thanks to all our sponsors if, if you want to now go back after hearing this conversation and, and try them out uh, just go back to the ads and uh you got a nice little code for you so check that out and then you can recover with some momentous all right uh we'll be back next week uh thanks for listening make sure you subscribe wherever you're listening right now. Uh, for Chris, I'm Craig and we'll see you on the train with the best podcast.